how do you define life? By standing out from the crowd, living life on your own terms, being unapologetically you. Say it all with Defy Life gear, stylish apparel and accessories for men, women, and kids. T-shirts, hoodies, hats, bags, outerwear, and more. Visit DefyLifeGear.com for all of your Defy Life gear. And remember, your lifestyle should always be defiant. DefyLifeGear.com The following podcast is being brought to you by the Defy Life Podcast Network. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back to the Stalian English Show with Coach Kurtz. I'm your man, Coach English, and once again, we are here, brought to you by Defy Life, brought to you by the Go Defy Life. Go ahead and join, uh, go ahead and visit www.godefylife.com for all your content, podcasts, and everything else you might need. You can catch the Staley and English show on everywhere that podcasts are given for free. Hey, man, uh, oh man, big announcement at the end of the show. Just to let you know, we're going to give a big announcement at the end of the show. The guys, the other fellas on the show, don't even know yet, so it's a surprise to them as well. But first, as always, we start with our roundtable, just going around, seeing how everybody wants. Oh, no, once again, to our listeners. Happy New Year. And to uh, let's start with my man Josh. Happy New Year, Josh. How was your holiday? Yeah, happy new to everyone. The holiday was blessed. Didn't do too much, you know, stay home, kept it domestic. We in basketball season, so you don't get to travel too much over the holidays unless you're traveling with your teams. But all is well, man. You know, blessed to see another year and just gonna um keep going one day at a time, one step at a time. How things going with you, Micah? Yo, living the dream, dream, excited about 2019 for sure. Excited about uh, everything going on with this year. Excited to be on another podcast with you. But I do have a small beef, uh, I guess, with Coach English. I mean, shout out to Go Defy Life. Shout out to our man, Jared Glimp. But I mean, all I see is Coach E on these Instagram pictures modeling all this go to five gear and i mean i don't know about you josh but i don't have any of that gear so well like if you all, all y'all gotta do is wait for your christmas gifts man i got christmas gifts I'm, i got christmas gifts for you guys like just we gotta cool out man i had, I had to wait i had to buy it you know i got you i got you you you're gonna have your gear i got you i got you it's not christmas anymore but all right but bruh, bruh well first off josh me i'm already salty with you anyway so, and we're gonna get to that when it gets to my turn to talk about how my about my how my holiday was. 
because I'm already salty with you. So and we'll go get ahead, to that. man. Go ahead, finish, Micah. Finish, Micah. That's all I got, and then uh, and then I am excited, ecstatic, honored to have one of my best friends, one of my biggest mentors, one of the greatest coaches that I have ever been blessed to be around and to work with, um, Coach Andy Hatton, the head baseball coach of the six-time state champion AC Flora Falcon baseball team. He's on the show with us today. So what's up, Coach Hallett? Hey, Micah. Great to be here, man. First time around the cast. I'm excited to be here and uh, really looking forward to the discussions that we got going forward. Good deal. Good deal. So how things going with you, uh, Coach English? I mean, I had a pretty okay holiday. It didn't start so great because one of my best friends, well, I consider him one of my best friends, beat me. He beat my team uh, in the uh, Phenom Classic. Um, one of my good, good friends, Josh Daly, um, beat my team um, in my absence. And I thought, I figured since I wasn't there, that he might have took it easy on us but of course not you know josh does what he does and just goes out and beats people and and, and beat my team and kill my team morale uh, i'm just saying i, I felt kind of bad and salty with him about that but you know um other than that i've had a great great holiday man so <laughs> we definitely didn't kill your team's morale man it's a good game. Yeah, I wish I was there. I wish I was there for it. I got a chance to watch it. Um, and uh, but it's been it it was a it it was it kind of was it was a it was a great game. It was a great back and forth game. Um, and then you know Josh pulled it out in the end there. So you got a great team, Josh, and uh, I wish you guys the best of luck going into region. Um, how'd you guys do Friday night? Um, we played Aiken. We were able to pull it out. Aiken was playing. They're playing a lot better. They started off a little rough. But um, they just won a Christmas tournament out in Clover. They were on a four-game winning streak. So we were very um, fortunate to get out of there with the win on the road on a Friday night um, in a hostile gym. Um, Darius is doing a very good job with that program. So um, shout-out to those guys. We were fortunate enough to get a W. No, that's, that's I went. So did y'all play? Y'all played Friday, uh, Friday as well. How did y'all do? Yeah, we played against Marlboro County, man. And uh, anybody who hasn't had the opportunity to see those guys, they are an extremely athletic, um, well coached team. Um, I think once they and they're young, so I think uh, if not this year, I know this year they're going to give some people in the region fits, maybe even in the playoffs, because our region's kind of tough, just as just as yours is, Josh. Um, but they're extremely athletic and they never quit. I mean, we had them down 20 and they and we ended up only beating them by seven. Um, and that's not because we called the dogs off. That's because they kept fighting. Um, they, they are an a, extremely, extremely formidable team. So um, we got Wilson on Tuesday. So hopefully we continue um, uh, with the little winning streak we on. Um, <clears throat> so. Uh, but moving on a little bit um, for the announcement real quick, um, we have now uh, been submitted uh, to Pandora. So uh, we're waiting to hear back from Pandora, but it's looking like we're going to be approved and you'll soon be able to find the Staley and English show with Coach Kurtz on Pandora. So that is and then that'll be that'll kind of finish out every single possible medium that the Staley and English show could possibly be on. Um, we'll be on every single 
uh, podcast platform. So, uh, once again, it's been a great time with you guys. Two year, uh, going on two years and running. And I mean, we can't, uh, I wouldn't rather be doing it with two other guys. So, um, let's get into the, uh, current events. Um, uh, and, you know, there's only one event really want to talk about, and that's the national championship tomorrow. Um, Josh, uh, Kim from the Lennon Kim show was on as a visitor. Uh, I think it was about two weeks ago and you gave your predictions that it would be Oklahoma and Notre Dame. And she made it a point to say that, uh, to tell Josh that he was wrong. I said, well, very rarely is he wrong, but on this one he was. So, um, <laughs> uh, what do you, uh, uh, what's your pick, man? What do you think about, first off, what do you think about, um, did, did, after watching that game, and I'm putting this out there, I want everybody to answer this question. After watching those first two games, did 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 the, did they get it right by the four that they put in? Um, as far as them getting it right, I, I, obviously Alabama and Clemson were the right pick. I mean, to talk to um, as far as what Kim said, I mean, I know I picked Oklahoma and Notre Dame to win. Did I believe those picks? No, but I just felt like going against the grain because I knew everyone else was going to pick Clemson and. Obviously, I did. I didn't bet on the game because I knew what was really going to happen. Uh, I, I for sure, for sure, I think they got the number one and the number two picks right. But um, after that, it's kind of like up in the air. Like you can make arguments all day that Ohio State should have got in um, instead of um, Oklahoma, or someone else should have got in. Georgia should have got in instead of um, Notre Dame, but. At the end of the day, Notre Dame was undefeated. No, how, no matter how weak you say their schedule was, or they're not in the conference, they won all the games they were supposed to win. And I do think the two best teams in the country are are playing for the national championship. So no matter how we got to it, the two best teams in the country are playing for the national championship. So I don't really have any gripes about anything. So who's my pick to win it, man? I'm, I'm going to – this time I'm going to go with who I really think is going to win. I think Alabama's going to win it this time. Why I think Alabama's going to win it. Um, who's out? Who is out? Um, who is it? Um, Christian Wilkins? Is he the one that's out? That's not playing? Um, uh, no. Lawrence. Lawrence. Is it, No, is his last name Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor yeah. Lawrence. Oh. No, Trevor Lawrence is the quarterback. Trevor, who, quarterback. Dexter oh, yeah. Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence. <laughs> Dexter Lawrence. Yeah, so so – so, not Wilkins. Uh, I apologize for that. Dexter Lawrence is out, and as much as I love Albert Huggins, he's a he's a hometown kid, man, and and I hope he holds it down. But he doesn't like he doesn't just clog up the middle like Dexter Lawrence. And I think, and I don't think I know, Alabama is going to really, really take advantage of that with those monsters they got up front, and they're going to expose them in that area. And that's not a slight on Albert. I think he's a very good player, and I think he's going to have a chance to play on Sundays. Um, God willing, but I just think I just think Dexter Lawrence was a freak of nature, and he could have like changed the game individually on his own as far as their run to make them more of a perimeter um, based running team. But with 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 Tua basically healthy and the way that running game is going to look, and all of the pressure on a freshman quarterback, um, I, I I say Alabama should win it from any by anywhere um, from thirteen to seventeen points. That's my pick. Who you got, um, Coach Hallett? Wow, Josh, big scores. Um, I tell you, I gotta go with I gotta go with Alabama. Um, you watch the NFL playoffs, rookie quarterbacks in the playoffs. It's a different world when you get to that level. 
And I think that Saban is going to have something special for a freshman quarterback. I think Trevor Lawrence is probably going to win the Heisman for the next two years. But I think in this one particular game, I got to go with uh, Nick Saban and his defense to do something to Trevor Lawrence that he just hasn't seen. No yeah. score prediction for me, though. I'm just going to take Alabama by one. <laughs> yeah, that is a score prediction. I'm going. I'm sticking with 13 to 17. Go ahead, Michael. Who you who you got winning? Me, I mean, I I'm gonna say right now, like like what you said, where Coach English's first question was like, "Hey, did did the college football playoff committee get it right?" And uh, I don't know if they got it right with those top four, but they definitely the top two teams in the country are playing for the national championship. And I just I was just reading an article that said the Tigers uh, record over the past four seasons is fifty-three and four. And mm. Bama's record over the past three seasons is fifty-five and three. I mean, those <laughs> two teams are hands down the most dominant teams over the past four years. And Alabama is a couple plays, one play away, really, from playing for their fourth consecutive national championship, which is crazy. Um, Nick Saban, I am, I am a fan of greatness. I'm a fan of guys and coaches who prepare their teams at the utmost to have these teams be most prepared and the most consecutively, consistently great teams. And that's what Nick Saban does. And Dabo Sweeney does it as well. But Nick Saban is just a little bit better. And so I got to go with uh, Nick Saban. And like I said on the beginning of this show, I mean, uh, I'm blessed to have one of my one guys who I think is one of the greatest coaches in the world, which is Coach Hallett. And he reminds me a lot of Nick Saban. So I'm going to go with guys who who consistently prepare their teams for greatness. I'm going with my man Nick Saban, who reminds me of my guy Coachella in, in Alabama. Roll Tide, baby. Even though I love, even though I love Dabo and uh, my boy Denzel, who plays for them. Did you just say Roll Tide? Did you just say Roll Tide? Roll Tide. Like, I did. Did did I stutter? No, you can't do that. You're not you're not an Alabama fan. You can't say roll tide. So that's that's kind of like blasphemy. Why? I, I'm a fan of greatness. No, that okay. I, we all right, man. Coach Coach, who you got, man? I'm. I'm, oh, I'm no, 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 no. No, you can't just brush that under the table. Like if 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 I if I root for greatness and I respect. Nick Saban, just because I'm not like a diehard Alabama fan, I can't say Roll Tide. No, you can't say Roll Tide. Roll Tide because it sounds okay. a little bandwagonish. It sounds bandwagonish. Yeah. So it's, it's criteria for saying Roll Tide. Um, be a, a real Alabama fan. What? It's, it's, it's just that simple. It's what just is, that simple. No, don't don't try and brush this away. What is a real Alabama fan? <laughs> <laughs> you're somebody that likes Alabama. You're a Buffalo Bills fan. I'm a, right? I'm a fan of greatness. 
yet a Buffalo Bills fan. Man, my fault. You're a fan of my greatness, fault. yet a Buffalo Bills fan. But no, nah, he's a fan of greatness. He can cheer for whoever he wants. You're right. Why punish yourself? Why punish yourself? Like like all winners. I grew up loving the Bills, but I do respect the New England Patriots for sure because I respect greatness. I feel you, man. I'm 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 the same way. I like whoever wins too. Um, Coach E, who you? <laughs> Coach E, who you got, man? Um, I'm. I guess I'm gonna make it a clean sweep, man, and go with Alabama. Um, I just think they hit, they're clicking on all cylinders right now. Um, and I just think they're one of the probably one of the teams that's hard to stop and it's hard to score on them. And that is an NFL team playing uh, playing college right now. Um, and like you said before, like they're they've just been extremely dominant. Um, uh, as you said, Micah, they're one play away from playing for their fourth consecutive uh, national championship, and, and that's amazing, you know, to do in this day and age. Um, so. Um, uh, I, I do next, got a beef though. Huh? I do got a beef though with the Final Four. What's the beef? As a as a coach of a competitive team, I want every team to play on the same level. That means if I'm a five A school, I should win a five A state championship. If I'm a four A school, I compete against four A teams for the state championship. Well, in college football, every team that plays for their conference championship should have the right to play for the national championship. I agree, Coach Hallett. But when you sit at home and don't even have to play a game to get an opportunity to play for the national championship, that means you're not playing on the same level as everyone else in college football, and that's wrong. I completely I agree, agree, Coach Allen. I agree. They said that they, they – I heard. I read somewhere that um, uh, they were talking about that being the prerequisite for teams getting in is they have to have – they have to have played a – in a in a uh, conference championship to qualify for the tournament. Now I got another question. Do you think expanding it would make it better? Would make it more fair? Or should they just contract it back to the top two? I would go. Well, with- I definitely think it would be fun to watch, and it would definitely give us something better to watch than the bad bowl games that we get at the start of the season. To contract, you talking about to contract it? <laughs> If they expand it to eight, if they expand it to eight, I, I don't see. But if they expand it to eight, now we're not getting one four. We're getting one versus eight, and if one four is a blowout, one versus eight is going to be bananas. You know, like who's watching that? Well, I remember back in uh, 1984, I think on April 1st, a team called Villanova shot 74 percent from the field and beat the mighty Georgetown Hoyas. Ah, tis I true. I watched every second of that game. See, I'm gonna say this though, Coach Allen. I think in basketball, I think it's, I think parity is, it's a lot easier to get parity in basketball than in football. I think that there's a better chance of the ball just of the game just swinging your way. I think sometimes in football, the team can be just dominant. Like, Coach okay. E, the South Carolina Gamecocks made a game out of it against the Clemson Tigers, and we're nothing but average right now. Okay, I'll give you that. All you got to do is throw a couple up, run 80 yards, and the next thing you know, you got 21 points. Okay, oh, you're right. But let me ask you this, Coach Allen. Um, last year, now, I, I, you know, I coach at Hartsville, and I'm, I'm, I, I'm a fan of those boys. I knew they had absolutely no chance against South Point. <laughs> in the state championship last year, there was no ch- there was no chance anybody was beating them boys last year. Like they, this year something different. But I just think sometimes the teams are just that much better. And I mean, can anybody say they see anybody beating Bama? Now, nah, does Clemson have a chance? I think if anybody does, it's Clemson. But 
you know, although we all swept this whole situation, I just I just don't know if expanding it makes it better, but except for more blowouts. I think you end up with better games in the middle, but I just think 1-8 and 2-7 probably become wider margins of victory rather than making it more fair. Well, I just think that it gives – because let's just be honest. The NCAA is about two things, and that's winning and, money. and making a lot of money. So – Win games and make a lot of money. Well, what do a couple extra games do for you? They make a lot of money. No, tis true. Tis true. <laughs> tis true. <laughs> tis true. Well, that's a man. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I, I, I have to agree there. But we're going to start off with uh, our interview with uh, Coach Hallett here. And we're going to start with Micah, uh, Coach Kurtz. Uh, uh, you got your good friend and mentor on the line. Let's, let's, let's get to it. Yes, I'm, I'm excited about something that I've uh, been trying to get on the podcast for a little while. Coach Hallett, he's not only one of my good friends, he's not only one of the best coaches around. I mean, I think he's one of the best leaders around. And um, a little bit of background, I think this is going to be an awesome show for the majority of our listeners are probably – coaches and parents in the South Carolina, in the state of South Carolina. So if you don't know about him, I'll give a little background. I don't know. Coach Hallett, I don't know if I have this completely updated, but Coach Hallett's about to enter his 22nd season as the head coach, at the head baseball coach at AC Florida High School. And uh, he's compiled a record of 458 and 150, 181 for a 716 winning percentage. He's won 14 region championships, 14 district championships, four lower state championships, four upper state championships, and six overall state championships. So um, welcome to the show. Excited to have you on, Coach Hallett. Well, Mike, I appreciate it. When you, when you say it like that, it... it, it I'm sounding that it's uh, it sounds good on paper when you, <laughs> when you hear it out loud. You don't, you don't really talk about it that much inside your circle, but um, it's been a it's been a great experience for me at AC Flora. We've been more than, than than fortunate to be successful on a on a state level for a really long time, and I've been blessed to have players, coaches, and people I work with just like you for 10 years to, to make Falcon baseball what it is today besides just myself. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, and I want to make this, I don't want to make it just like a straight question and answer interview session. So obviously we got me, Coach E, Coach Daly, and, and we're all going to have our own insights and questions for you. We sent you a little uh, list of questions and who knows where 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 the discussion is going to go from there? But one of the things that I was most I, I I I've been really impressed with you. I remember this was like six years ago, I guess six or seven years ago when uh, when Coach Howell, our former football coach, was very successful. He left to take a athletic director of the football job, and uh, and I put my name in for the head football job at AC floor. And I was talking to you about some interview questions and, and advice. And I mean, I remember just sitting down with you for 15, 20 minutes in the upstairs gym 
and uh, ask him some of your thoughts on on coaching style and philosophy. And I mean, and just the way you explain stuff and your philosophy and your your overview on coaching is is, is common sense and but brilliant. And it makes so much sense that I, I, I just like if, if you wouldn't mind just talk to me about a little bit, a little overview about like your overall coaching style and your coaching philosophy. Um, sure. Actually, it's ironic because 23 years ago when I interviewed for the job at AC Flora, um, I was young. I was 27 years old. I'd never been a head coach before. And I sold to athletic director Bob Reynolds on the fact that I was going to build the best baseball team in the state of South Carolina because we were going to be the most disciplined and the most fundamental team on the field. And Bob just looked at me and I said, I promise you, we will be the most disciplined and fundamental team every time we step on the field. So it's been something that even before I was a head coach is something I knew that if you weren't disciplined and you weren't the most fundamental team, you were never going to win. Um, and when I say win, I'm talking about championships. So it's something that I started even when I was 27 years old, knowing that you had to have people on the same page and they had to know what they were doing. Um, too many times in athletics, I firmly believe that coaches try to overload the plate of their players to the point where their players know some of the stuff they're supposed to know. Well, I don't believe in that. I, I believe that if your players don't know that two plus two is four, you can't ask them to go on to two times two. So we literally pound things into our players daily to the point where that I know that when I ask them a question, they can literally answer it. Like when I ask you the question, Micah, what's two plus two? Four comes out of your mouth without hesitation or reservation because you don't have to think about it anymore. So in order for your team to be the most fundamental and the most disciplined, they have to have structure, but they also have to know what they're doing. And it's not just like some of the time, but your kids have to know what they're doing on every pitch of every inning of every situation that comes across. So our program is really fundamental. It's, it's, it's really boring, I guess, if you would come and watch us practice, uh, because we don't do a lot of things differently. Uh, we're very structured when it comes to our, our schedule time. And I, I just think that it's been a great formula for me and our program to stay disciplined and fundamental in everything that we do. Well, let me, let me ask you, like, so you, you've obviously been very successful, and but – it doesn't happen overnight, and and your your number your your core values you talked about were 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 being disciplined and sticking with fundamentals. So, how challenges that you face with parents or with your athletes about just you you broke up on the first part of your question. So, so my question is, you're very successful, and it didn't happen overnight. What are some of the challenges that you have faced of really trying to sell being disciplined and sticking to fundamentals to the parents and to the players that may not fall in love with that, where that's not the sexy part 
Absolutely. Um, it's really easy, actually, is that when you're a head coach, you have to draw a line in the sand and say, this is what I stand for. I don't care if you're the superstar. I don't care if you're Michael Jordan or if you're Jimmy Black. You know, you're going to be held to the same rules inside of my program. I mean, if you cross this line, you're going to have to be punished. And I think that when you draw a line in the sand, if you don't ever move it and you don't you hold all your players to the same level, then they all realize that it doesn't matter who you are or what you do. You're going to get treated the same way. So right from the beginning, I've been able to, to draw a line in the sand for what I believe in and what the program is going to stand for. And I've never wavered on it. Um, too many times coaches are afraid to lose a game. So they're afraid to, to sit one of their best players. They're, they're afraid to discipline their best player because they know they got a chance to lose that game without him. But I've never been afraid to lose a game. If it means I got to lose a game because one of my players can't play because he can't follow the rules of the program, then we'll play with who wants to do the right thing. And I think inside our program, that was really evident right from the start. And our kids have bought in ever since. Yeah, I love that. What? Um, so give me some advice for, for young coaches that, I mean, obviously you're, it's easy, it's easier. I, I, I mean, I know just from firsthand experience being around you, um, you, you, you've won six championships and that doesn't mean that everything uh, runs smoothly. You still have, have administration and coaches and, and, and parents and players challenging you. But it's a little bit easier since because of so much success that you have had. So give me um, what, some advice that you would give to young coaches who want to implement this type of structure to their to their team and maybe haven't experienced the same success that you have, how, what advice would you give to those coaches? Um, first thing I would tell you is that the level of expectation that you have for your kids, they're going to raise to whatever you set. Well, at AC Flora, even from the very first day I got there, I told them we're here to win championships. That's what we're going to do. So the level of expectation from the first day I got there was that we're going to compete for state championships. So I've never lowered the bar of what my expectation is for my program. No matter if we've lost 13 seniors like we did in 2014, PSA for matter. all listeners. We're, we're, we're my name is Alvin Glenn, and I'm one of the hosts of Public Sports Announcements. And sure enough, we, we made it back to the upper state final. Update our fans on the most relevant sports topics of the day. But PSA your expectation is fun, young, and most importantly, we know our sports. The, the Come listen to our episode. They drop every Thursday, and you can listen to us on GoDefy Life and SoundCloud. You'll be hearing more from us this Thursday. From social media to everything that happens in the newspaper to the parents outside defense saying you don't know what you're doing. You have to literally have the thickest skin on the planet to be a young coach who doesn't have wins under their belt because everyone's going to doubt you every single time you lose a game, every single time you make a substitution, every single time you take a pitcher out and it doesn't work out, it's because you are young and you didn't know what you were doing. Well, once upon a time, myself, I was 27 years old and didn't know what I was doing. Just like Josh was a first-time head coach and you're going to be a first-time head coach, and everyone that's going to be a first-time head coach, you're going to make mistakes. That's how you get better. But in today's world, you, you, don't, you don't get the right to make a mistake anymore 
because of the pressure that's outside the fence. I agree. I agree. That that part about like having to make every decision is so important because you gotta have you gotta have everyone on the same page because if everyone isn't believing in decision in the decisions that are made, it's going to ultimately affect your program. And that get and that goes back to being disciplined, being on the same page, having everyone bought in. If not, you don't need to keep those guys around because in sports, if someone tells you it's always going to be um, creamy and hunky-dory, they're lying to you. It's going to be adversity in sports. It occurs. But when you go through adversity, you get out of those moments and you get better through those moments when everyone's fighting together and not fighting against each other. So... It's huge. You're right. You're right. You take that picture out. If someone's going to be like, why is he taking him out? He had at least 30 more pitches in him. So, you know, it's it's always going to be someone down it, but you got to make sure you got your guys on the same sheet of paper as best as possible. Well, adversity in team sports is what makes it great, you know, because you have to be able to depend on your brothers. In baseball, it's a team game dominated by individuals. Well, it doesn't matter how good a pitcher I am. If I shortstop can't field the ball and throw it to first, then I'm, it doesn't really matter. So adversity is probably the greatest thing, Josh, you just said, is it forces you to face it and you learn from it or you run from it. Those are your two choices. Exactly, exactly. What are, what are, what are your thoughts on some of the stuff he said, Coach G? Well, I mean, I, I agree with a bunch of stuff. I'm actually dealing with some of that, some of those points now where <clears throat> you're, you talked about um, key players and – Everybody have to have to live by the same standard, and um, if you have a you got to you can't be afraid to lose a game just for you know to to hold your standards in place. And and I'm I'm currently going through that where if you don't do if you don't do that if you don't treat every single kid equally, I mean as far as reprimanding and pulling from a game and this that and the third. And I, I'm kind of a believer in if you're coaching your team, you can pull that player out and still be fine. Um, although some kids are more talented than others, I think that you could pull that kid out and still be fine. But, you know, the other kids pick and choose. Like I have a kid and, uh, I think Friday night, um, one of our, uh, our athletic trainer saw that a bunch of the boys had, uh, spilled Gatorade on their uniforms and the, (laughs) and he was just saying it in a, a joking way and he said hey man all y'all boys got kool-aid on y'all uniforms and the kids instantly said well ain't nobody said nothing to him and he got he got it on his too so if you don't treat everybody the same then you end up with that sort of some sort of dissension and stuff within your team which as you put it which is strange coach how you said your brothers um I, i love the family concept of a team if the kids can't buy into the family concept these are my brothers that uh, um, and I even liken them to an army. We're going to war together. And if I can't count on the person that I'm in the foxhole with, who's supposed to be my brother, then who can I count on? I said I can't. I can't worry about the enemy with a gun and the person in the foxhole with me with a gun, too. Um, and I, I'm not going to win that. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I, there's no way that I win that. So, um, um, that definitely coincides with everything. So I, I'm, I'm really in agreement with everything you said there. Good deal, Coach Kirk. Coach Kirk, where your brain at on everything, man? I know you you practice all that stuff anyway. So what 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 are some of your thoughts on it? 
Uh, I mean, I think Coach Coach Hallett talked. I mean, he's he is a disciplinarian. He he is a guy who creates structure and holds kids accountable, which is what all what what all great programs do. Looking at Alabama and Nick Saban, that he Nick Saban is one of the great disciplinarians and and holding people accountable and being prepared and, and and I and I think of Coach Hallett in the same in the same light. But also um, as a coach you need to differentiate your program and and I think I, I already know the answer, but I would like to hear your answer, Coach Hallett. Like what 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 do you think what makes your program unique or different from other programs and what really differentiates you guys? Well, I think from the start of it is that we don't do anything different inside our program, whether we're in the seventh grade or the 12th grade. We hold all of our kids to the same level of expectation when it comes to what we do on and off the field. Um, We don't dummy it down for our young kids. We don't make excuses because you're young. We expect you to accommodate yourself to figure out a way to get it done. Um, I also think that probably the thing that separates AC4 from a lot of programs is I'm not unwilling to change my style of coaching. I, I firmly believe that we've won six state championships because we've been able to do different things every single time. In 2017, we won a state championship because we stole 130 bases. In 2014, we won a state championship because we fielded it at a 970. So I've never been so structured and believed that I'm such a great coach that we're going to do it this way no matter what. Even my talent says, Coach, we can't do it like that. You're not fast. We can't steal 130 bags. But if I'm pig-headed and stubborn and keep trying to steal bases with guys that can't steal bases, I'm going to lose a lot of games. So I'm probably on the opposite end of I've adapted to my program, my roster, probably more than anyone around me with the willingness to change what I believe in just because my talent says I can't do it like this. Yeah. Yeah, you got you got to. Go ahead, coach. My bad. Well that well, that's that's a great point, coach, Coach Hallett, where I mean, and I've been referring you to uh to Coach Saban, but Coach Saban's been a guy four five three, four, five, six years ago, who was a defensive guy and they were in the pro eye and they were a ball control offense and he's adapted. And now he's one of the most prolific scoring offenses in the country. And, and that's something that's, that's definitely impressed me about you is that you have won in a multitude of ways where, you can be a big offense team where hard hitters with uh, with guys like Connor Lewis and, and, and Donald Gillespie who were were, hit, were hitting leading leading the state in home runs, and then go to a team that was one of the best defensive teams in the country, and we're winning games on on stealing bases and hit and run, and, and that's what great coaches do is they. They adapt to their teams, and same thing with Coach Coach Staley. He's always adapted to his personnel, and 
especially at the high school level, where we can't recruit players. So we can't recruit a certain type of player. Um, you got to adapt to the type of talent that you have, and that's what's really differentiated your program and Coach Daly's program, who's always in the mix for the state championship. But another thing that I'd like to talk to you about that I really think makes your program unique is how you teach your core values and your coaching philosophy and your coaching terms and just your style of coaching and, and your terminology. You've been teaching that to a lot of the kids in the Forest Acres area since they were seven, eight, nine, ten years old. And then when they come to you when they're 13, 14, 15 years old, a lot of that terminology and a lot of those that 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 thought process that you're teaching them is kind of second nature, which I really think that that's what differentiates a lot of it, it, it takes it, it, it takes away from a lot of the teaching time that you have to do with those older kids. And that's something that I've tried to model with my long term athletic development as far as a strength and conditioning coach. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. There's a there's a book out there called Ten Times, and um, a player at the University of South Carolina named John Taylor became a really good friend of mine, and we coached together in the summertime. And John actually moved into my house because we were spending so much time together in the summer. And it took about two weeks, and John looked at me in the face, and he goes, "I got something I want you to read." I said, "Okay." He goes, "And I know why your team's better than everyone else's." I said, "Okay." and I said, what do you got? And he handed me that book and it's literally called 10 times. And he said, you work 10 times harder than everybody else. And yeah, you get paid. You, you try to financially compensate yourself by running camps and doing different leagues and, and speaking around the state and stuff like that, because you're trying to feed your family. But at the same time, the harder you work down the food chain, the more you gain the benefit in the end. So I give up a lot of my time. My family understands it. I'm, I'm on the road a lot. I do a lot of things with younger kids because when they finally do get to me, the teaching that has to go on is almost a relearn versus something new. And the, the, the gains you make at practice, but you don't have to teach every single day with skill development are unparalleled. So I, I agree with you, Mike. It's been a, it's been a process. It's taken a long time, but if you're willing to put the time in as a coach, and give up certain things in your life, the, the benefits you can reap at the end are, are rewarding. Yeah, I concur. The, the, the time you put in is huge. Like you said, we get we get paid, or they, they at least tell us that we get paid for it. And, um, you know, you, you – but at the end of the day, the more you put in, the more you get out. And that's where most people lose it. As simple as that may sound, that's where most – that's where the separation comes from because – it's a choice to put more in and you don't have to. And you can do a very average job for a very long time and sit there and no one will mess with you. But mo the, that's what most people want to do. But that that rare breed like yourself, Coach Hallett, is going to go far beyond to give themselves not just a chance to be successful, but to be as good as you possibly can be day in and day out and year in and year out. So... That's huge. That's 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 really big. That's really big. 
habits, yeah. habits. Go ahead, coach. No, and uh, and and it's like Dutch Dutch Fork High School and their football program and Tom Knotts. They don't have. They're not just like, oh, what? It, where? Where's Dutch Fork? Northwest Columbia. Northwest Columbia is not just blessed to be the hotbed of high school football players, and they're just naturally bred to be the best high school football players. Forest Acres, South Carolina, is not just naturally bred to be the best baseball players in the area. There's something that happens between the ages of 8 and 13 years old that helps have those kids playing at a higher level than their peers. And I think a lot of it has to do with what Coach Allen's doing. And I don't know, I know Tom Knotts personally, but I don't know his system personally. I think a lot of it has to do with the time that they put these coaches like Coach Allen and Coach Knotts put in of developing these youth to teach them their system and teach them the fundamentals so then when they show up in 8th, ninth, 10th grade, they're playing that much faster and they understand the system. And, and I think that's something that has been something that's really, really, really rubbed off on me and my coaching style and my coaching philosophy and my core values on how I want to develop a strength and conditioning program and develop a program that really works on long-term athletic development. And I don't want these kids showing up to me in ninth grade and I'm just teaching them how to squat. I'm just teaching them how to do a clean, how to do a jerk, how to do a snatch. I want to teach the fundamental movement patterns when they're in fifth grade, in sixth grade, in seventh grade, and have that slow roast process. So now when they come to me in ninth grade, they're already ready to roll. And I mean, I learned that from Coach Allen, and I'm sure that a lot of coaches like Coach Knotts and Dutch Fork are, are, are under, they do that from the sport model. So from me being a strength and conditioning coach, I want to model what they're doing and the greatness that they're doing. And um, and like Coach Hell just said, like it, he could very easily say, I'm the AC Flora varsity baseball coach. I'm going to work from 3.30 until 6 p.m. during baseball season, and that's it. But that's not what's going to make you great. Like he's year-round, and he's there all his teams from the seventh graders all the way to the 12th graders and, and and really teaching that long-term athletic development. And, and I think that's what really makes you unique and set apart. It's not just because Forrest Acres has the best baseball players. Well, I appreciate it, Mike. And I'm going to shout right back at you with fast. Every time it comes across the, the internet, future athlete strength and Stability training, is that correct? I know the acronym, I might have misput the words, but the bottom line is is that every time it comes across the people at Windermere Prep to sign up for a fast for ages 5th or 8th grade, and I tell them if you're not signing up, then you're not serious. 
<laughs> so the benefits right. that kids can get if they would just realize what's out there and what's actually beneficial, the, the leaps and bounds are tremendous. I concur. I concur. I've, 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 we reaped the benefit of that myself. So that's good, man. Um, if we don't really have much more to um, get into, man, Coach E, you want to get into our shout outs? Yeah, man. Did we get, let's, uh, you want to do the rapid fire? Let's do real quick. I had, I had set something up for, for, for Coach. For the rapid fire? I want to, I want to, I want a quick little, uh, Rapid fire question and answer with Coach Ellett. Is that all right? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just I was just asking about it. I was just asking yeah, about it. So, uh, so I wasn't in on that part of the um production meeting. My fault, uh, <laughs> bro. It's in the it's in the email, bro. Uh, rapid, rapid fire question and answer. So don't 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 be worried about going too in depth. I know I always talk more than I should. Um, so True. question True. number one. What book would you recommend that every coach or teacher reads? I'm going to tell you two answers. Ten times and then any book by John Wooden. I, I I love it. I love it. John Wooden is that dude. Greatest coach of all time. Name yeah. two people. Name two people, living, dead, or fictional, that you would like to have dinner with or a conversation with. Well, the first one's always going to be my mom and dad because they live in New York. I always want to have dinner with them. But if I can't have dinner with my mom and dad, I'm going to have to go with Michael Jordan and I'm going to have to go with Bill Belichick. Just killer instinct mm. as a player that was unparalleled. Coaching success in today's world, it's unparalleled. I'd, I'd have to talk to both of them. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm down with that too. I'm, I'm, I love Bill Belichick, but I might say Nick Saban ahead of Bill Belichick. Um, you're, you're stranded on a desert island and can only have three items with you. You know, I'm going to just go out on a limb and throw this out there because I'm going to say I want an 80-year-old bottle of scotch, a rocks glass, and a cell phone to get me off the desert island. <laughs> no, no, no cigar? I can only have three. <laughs> I got to make sure I can get off the island. <laughs> 80-year-old scotch out of a bottle. I like it. Um... You, you know me, me, Coach E, Coach Daly. We're big sneaker guys. So, Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, or other. Um, you know, I got a, I got a potpourri. I'm not a, I'm not a buyer of shoes like you are, but um, I do seem to have more Adidas in my collection than I do anything else. Yeah, Adidas is killing the the young kids. Love Adidas. And then last one, last one, favorite, favorite quote. I'm going to give you two of them just because I think it's it's what you're asking me to do. One of them is a Coach Howard original, and it says, if it's worth your time, it's worth being the best. Love it. And the second one is, failing to prepare is preparing to fail by John Wooden. Those, yeah. are, those are two things that I kind of live by on a regular basis. Kids today, Micah, Josh, E, they don't carry value with things like we used to. So if they don't value their time, if they don't value practice, if they don't value their uniform, you're not going to get championship effort out of them every day. True. <laughs> Very true. So, but I, I definitely want to thank you for having me on. It's been, a, it's been awesome. I've been trying to figure out how to get with you over the holidays. So I'm really thankful that you asked me to be here, and um, hopefully we can do it again sometime. 
I appreciate getting you on. I mean, you like I, I miss. I, I've been in contact with you this whole year, and it, it's not the same. Not 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 seeing you every day, and uh, you've inspired me to be be the best I can. And uh, I I appreciate everything you do for for this profession. For sure. Well, I appreciate it, man. I miss you too, dog. Oh. <laughs> Yep, it's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years, man. That's a long time together. <laughs> well, go ahead. Uh, we'll start with you, Coach Allen. Any shout-outs? Every teacher in America that's going back to work tomorrow, man, batting down the hatches and get ready to roll. <laughs> <laughs> Micah, what you got? What you got on your shout-outs? Yeah, like Coach Allen said, a shout-out to every teacher, every coach going back to work tomorrow. Um Hopefully this uh, break has has given some given us some rest and re-energized us. And because it's the best profession to be in, but it's also the most thankless profession to be in. So shout out to everybody who's in it, and uh, I I, uh, I support you and I respect you and and I appreciate everybody that's in our profession. Josh, what you got? Um, have a great year. Finish the school year out strong. Seniors in high school, it's going to be over before you know it. If you're trying to play at the next level, make sure you finish the year out strong academically. You don't want to have the sad face, um, end of April, beginning of May because you don't qualify. So, um, get it done in the classroom. That's all I got. All right. And I'm, uh, I'm going to end it on, 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 a not so much a somber note, but just, um, I uh I had a phone call from a parent uh this weekend on Saturday. And, and you know, we all feel phone calls from parents when you're talking about playing time. And uh this parent went in. I this is the first time I'd had such a negative conversation with a parent. Um I mean, I'd had negative conversations, but it was to a level where this parent was like my son is better than this kid. My son is better than that kid. And you do my son so wrong. And she ended the conversation with, I'm not going to have, I'm no longer going to talk to you since it seems like you won't talk to me about playing time. And I told her, I said, it's in our rule book that you signed that we don't discuss playing time. And she said, well, since you won't talk to me, maybe my husband can talk to you or my stepson can visit your home and talk to you. And my question is, is that what we have come to? Is, is that what we have come to in today's society when you're talking about at high school athletics? Rather than trying to teach your child a lesson and rather than trying to say, hey, you know, baby, you need to work a little bit harder. Um. You can't bail on this. There, there's there's no excuses. It's not the coach's fault. It's got to be something that you're doing. Go ahead. Work hard. Fight as much as you can fight. If you're on the floor for five minutes or you're on the floor for 32 minutes, give it everything you got. And if it's still not good enough, fight some more. Like, what is it that we're teaching our kids about this? About uh, playing time? We talked about it a long time ago. Everybody does not get a trophy. This is not especially at the varsity level at the varsity level and college what what really are that conversation i had was very very 
forget forget the um the threat because like I told like I tell people all the time I ain't always wear a suit. It took me a while to get to a suit. I grew up in the streets of Brooklyn. It, it's it's <laughs> I, I I done been some places and done some things. So that stuff don't bother me, but what bothers me is so this is okay. This is a norm. And I know I'm not the only coach that's dealt with it. Josh, I'm pretty sure you've dealt with your, your share of conversations like that. Coach Hallett, I'm, in, in, in the amount of years you've been doing it, I'm pretty certain you have. Um, and, 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 and Micah, I'm pretty sure you have. But it has been getting worse and worse and worse and worse over the years. So the shout-out I want to give today, and it's the only shout-out I'm going to give today, is to the parents that continue to get behind their kids and tell them work harder. Not try to call the coach, not try to figure out a way. I even had the lady even accused me of having sex with one of the parents because the other kid ain't better than her kid. <laughs> like that's how bad that conversation got. And well, that, that, that's what happens when you're that good looking. <laughs> I don't think I don't, I don't think that. But bird box, bird box. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm just saying, shouts out to those parents. Like, Josh, I've seen you get on towel. You know what I'm saying? I've seen you get on towel. I've seen you get on Jay. You know what I'm saying? Chris, when he was at Liberty and they redshirted him, he called me and said, man, I want to come home. I want to transfer. I said, bruh, we ain't transferring. We ain't transferring. Mm -mm. You got to fight that, bruh. You got to fight that. Get on your grind and do what you need to do. And then the very next year as a red shirt freshman started. Right. So shouts out to all those parents, all those mentors, all those coaches who continue to get them kids to fight, to get better, to get what they need to get. And and, and those parents, please, I'm begging you. I'm begging you. It's not all about. It seems to me that some parents would rather watch their child on a team as long as their kids on the floor be a part of a team that loses just so their kids on the floor rather than be a part rather than be a cog in a winning machine and that is no doubt. sad and that is sad that this is what this community has come to that is sad that that's what our world has become and yo I'm going to tell you something crazy Josh after that conversation I almost wanted to quit coaching like I was almost like I think this is when I need to get out if these are the people that I need to that I have to deal with then I need to get out. And as I got home and I talked to a close friend, I talked to a friend of mine. They said, look at all the lives you've impacted. This is, this may be a couple of people that think like this, but in the grander scheme of things, look at the, look at the people that you have impacted. And then that's when I thought, okay, you're right. I, I, I just, I'm, I'm not going to do that, but it's just sad that that's what some people believe. So my shout out is to the parents that continue to tell their kids to fight and to get better and to work hard because like you said coach Hallett you know you know your 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 results are commensurate with your work the work you put in is what you're going to get out it it, 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 it it's result based it, it's just whatever you put in is what you're going to get out so enough said with me that that was just it was a disturbing conversation i had i had no idea that i would ever have a conversation like that ever in my life and it just it, it threw me for a loop. It, it had me in a bad place, but um, like I said, it came out on the other side, and I'm good. So, shouts out to those parents that continue to make their kids work 
and continue to want their kids to be successful because those are the ones whose kids are going to be successful. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you know, uh, to join the conversation, hit us up. You can email us at the Staley and English Show. That's the Staley A and D English Show at gmail.com. Once again, you can catch us on all uh, platforms where you can catch podcasts for free. We are on every single last one, and we've just been submitted to Pandora. So we will be on Pandora soon. So we'll let you know when that is. But as always, as always, as always, keep God first. Everything else will follow. Peace. Okay, shout out KR Glimpse. Give me some gear. Oh, shout out. <laughs> you're, not, you're, not, you're not getting, look, you're not getting any gear. You weren't a part of that production on me neither, just like Bruh, y'all gonna get your you're and not, matter of fact, matter of fact, matter of fact, Coach Hallett, Coach Hallett, what size well, you wear? Matter of fact, Coach Coach Hallett, what size you wear, Coach Hallett? Coach Hallett. Double XL. You wear double Coach XL, Hallett Coach? Wears a medium. Coach Hallett wears a medium. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Coach, 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 Coach Hallett, Coach Kirk, I got some gear for y'all coming, man. Don't worry about the hey, defy life. Hey, hold on, on, hold on. You're you, you gonna say that. Coach Hallett, for y'all, man. Coach Hallett, get it, Coach Stanley, Coach Stanley will get your will get your gear for you. Uh-huh. Right and <laughs> coach coach Hallett, um and get like uh, get your khaki on um, pants ready. I don't know if you demonstrating khaki pants. Oh, uh, we're about to cut this. We're about to cut this off right now. We're about to cut this off right now. We're about to cut this off right now. We'll holler, man. Y'all man, stay blessed. I'm gonna holler at y'all, baby. All right, peace. All right. Later, guys. <laughs> yes, Brandon. Hey yo, Jay hit me up, man. He said we gotta record a commercial, yo. A commercial about what? About the show. We gotta tell what, the sh- like, what we be talking about and shit. Oh lord. Oh, we talk about everything. Yeah, so we. What you tell- gonna say? I don't know. I, just, I say some shit like we talk about news and gossip and politics and black lives shit and white shenanigans and shit and uh, <laughs> how you and your wife be having lesbian sex. <laughs> Right, because cause they, they need to know that part. Yeah, they do need to know that part. But uh, you, what else I need to tell them? I mean, the name of the show at this point, you know what I'm saying? Everything else. Oh, yeah, that too. This is the DJ Blaze Radio Show Podcast.